episode 12, Prison Doll. I'm Merle Riedel, and you're listening to a September 27, 2006 podcast from the Kansas State Historical Society. Each quarter, curators select six artifacts for the Cool Things section of our website, kshs.org. This podcast takes a closer look at these artifacts and finds out the story behind the story. In the following interview, Bob Keckeisen, museum director, tells us about a doll constructed in Lansing, Kansas, who bears a striking resemblance to a freakishly incompetent criminal from Wichita. He'll also talk about the group prison activities that produced the doll and the prowess of one Wichita detective. I can't escape. I'm with Bob Keckeisen, and uh, Bob, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about the Flatty Ingram doll that is in the collection. Okay. Um, the Flatty Ingram doll is it's a small doll uh, wearing a prisoner uniform, and it's constructed to resemble a prison inmate. Uh, why would someone uh, make a doll that looks like a prisoner? Well, interestingly, this doll was made by other prisoners at the uh, Lansing Prison at the State Penitentiary here in Kansas. And he was made as a gift from prisoners to a police officer in Wichita who was responsible for arresting the um, criminal who is depicted in the doll. Okay, so the, so the doll is modeled after an actual criminal. Yeah, it's, it's modeled after... Um, a gentleman named Flatty Ingram, whose real name was Mike Ryan, and he was a uh, criminal from Wichita, and um, born in 1867, um, he was first arrested in his mid-20s wow. um, for petty theft, and he later claimed a lot of his criminal activities were due to dope. Uh, of course. He was evidently into drugs. And... Um, he was arrested a number of times and sent to Lansing, and so he was there so often, some of the other prisoners made this doll to give to Bedford Wood, who was the police officer in Wichita, who was often responsible for either arresting Flatty or for, <clears throat> pardon me, gathering the evidence that led to Flatty's arrest. So they did it sort of as a little tribute to, I guess, Bedford Wood's uh, prowess in repeatedly capturing Flatty. Nice. So, so Bedford Wood and and uh, Flatty sort of knew. I mean, they knew each other. Oh right? yeah, I think quite well since he arrested him so many times. Um, and I think that might be somewhat common. You know, that uh, when you see repeat offenders, they're going to know the police officers and sure. the, the law enforcement officials well. And so Bedford Wood was, although he was in Wichita. Uh, the doll was made by other prisoners at Lansing. Um, I noticed the the doll's pretty striking in that it's wearing a uh, striped prison uniform. And you, you see these uniforms a lot sort of in pop culture, it seems like. You'll see them wearing, inmates wearing the striped uniform. Uh -huh. um, did inmates really wear these type of uniforms, and, and why did they wear them? Yeah, they, they actually did. They, they wore striped uniforms, and so the fact that the flatty doll is depicted in that they're not just reflecting popular culture trends. They're reflecting the uniforms that were actually worn. And striped uniforms for prisoners have been traditional for, I think, you know, hundreds of years in this country. And, um, you know, most uh, prisons 
develop some sort of distinctive uniform to identify the prisoners. Um, you know, stripes, I guess, would stand out in a crowd. I don't know. Maybe it's just nobody looks good in stripes, and they figure that would make you distinctive if, if you were to escape and uh, get into a crowd or maybe even into a wooded area. You know, stripes would tend to stand out. And I think, interestingly, um, recently a number of prisons have gone back to issuing prison stripes. You know, there, there was a effort oh, probably in the last 50 years or so, to do away with the stripes and go with more monochromatic clothing, a lot of orange. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that orange has become more popular in clothing, they really wanted something that stands out. And I guess, you know, stripes, big wide stripes are not that popular. So it's it's a way to basically um, set those prisoners apart from the general population were they to escape. So if they do, were to escape, the uniform makes them identifiable, mm-hmm. makes the escape. And process. I think also in, in the prison, it makes them very identifiable between, you know, guards, prisoners, guests, administrators. You know, the guys in the stripes are the ones that should be locked up. The construction of the Flatty Doll, uh, from what I read, uh, seems to be a real sort of team effort at the prison. Um, can you tell us who was involved in, in building the doll and... Uh, and what parts did they work on? Yeah, well, we know a number of prisoners were involved. We don't have the individual names of the prisoners, but uh, it seemed to be a real team effort. The, the head was carved um, to resemble Mike Ryan or Flatty Ingram. And from the photographs, it's really a remarkable likeness. I think fortunately for whoever carved the head, Flatty had a very distinctive profile, <laughs> uh, hence the name. And um, when you look at the picture of the doll in profile and, the, and Mike Ryan's profile photograph, they really are remarkably similar. So um, the head is carved, and then it has real hair glued to both the scalp and the face. And the guys in the carpenter shop made the head. And then um, in the shoe and leather shop of the prison, they made the little shoes uh, that are on his feet. And then someone fashioned the... Uh, you know, rough striped cloth for his uniform. So, you know, real team effort, which I hear is big in prisons. So, Well, it's good that they could all come together to build something to mock yeah. a fellow inmate. <laughs> right. What was, once once Bedford Wood, the arresting mm-hmm. officer, once he received the doll, he sort of had a policy about exhibiting the doll. What was, what was his policy? Yeah, he really didn't exhibit the doll while Flatty was alive, because just as you mentioned in your previous comment, you know, uh, people coming together to build this doll, I think they did it to you know, sort of acknowledge Bedford Wood's prowess at capturing Flatty, but also it is kind of poking fun at Flatty, and I think Mr. Wood uh, realized that. So when Bedford Wood's son donated this to the museum, he told us, made the remark that his father never exhibited this while Flatty was alive because he didn't want to insult him. He didn't want to hurt his feelings, which I think says something for, for Mr. Wood. Well, Bob, I think um, with the fine craftsmanship that went into the construction of this doll, um, I, I don't know that I, I like the name Flatty. It just seems a bit too obvious. If you can see, if you see what the, the face looks, it's very flat. So if you were to rename the doll, uh, Bob, what, uh, what would you rename it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually kind of like Flatty because yeah. it is. It's simple, and it, it is what it is. It just says itself. But, uh, you know, I think re- recidivist is probably too long a name and yes. too hard to say. So I don't know. I, I think I'd just stick with Flatty. I think it's got that certain je ne sais quoi. And also, if you're trying to describe him when you're uh, looking to arrest the guy, uh, yeah. Flatty works well, too. Flatty singles him out pretty easily. All right, Bob. Well, thanks for um, answering some questions about the Flatty Ingram doll. It was my pleasure. 
That concludes episode 12, Prison Doll. Join us in two weeks for our next podcast. This podcast is a production of the Kansas State Historical Society. Now we're back on the train.